You're listening to another great message from Northside Community Church. Well, we're in for something a bit different today. (laughs) Sam is off enjoying a weekend off, a bit of a breather. He's up at Bathurst and amongst all the action up there. But we thought it was an opportunity to do something completely different. You know, there's so much that happens behind the scenes beyond what we always hear on a Sunday. And we thought we'd take today as an opportunity in between our different sermon series to stop and reflect on how God is using us as a church to impact locally, nationally and internationally. And just some of the stories of God's faithfulness of how he is at work. And I can't wait for you to hear some of those stories because we as a church community are very much a part of that. There's people we send out as representatives on our behalf in some ways. And we don't always hear the stories come back. So I'm, I'm really excited about the opportunity that you'll have to hear some of those. And as we reflect on where we've been as a church this year and even last year, that word fireflies has certainly been a key theme for us, hasn't it? That idea of being prepared to go out into our weeks, into our workplaces and whatever it might be, into our worlds, with the understanding that we have been sent with an incredible, powerful, incredibly powerful message that has the opportunity to introduce people one step closer to knowing God for who, who we know him to be. And so that is something that in the Beyond Northside frame, that is something that was also a key element of, of what we do. And um, Beyond Northside is, is our collective mission in a lot of ways. As a church community, it's a privilege that we can do life together. And that when it comes to mission, we can do things together with others along, alongside us. And what I love about this is we discover others who are passionate about the same things we're passionate about. Or the total absolute flip side of that is something might come up on our radar that we never ever imagined being a part of. And God gives us an opportunity to step into and we find something that we didn't even know we had and we discover others, discover others who are on that journey of reaching out to what is beyond our world. And over the years, um, Beyond Northside has formed a number of different partnerships. And we see these partnerships as a privilege to partner with organizations who are passionate about introducing others to the gospel. And we see these partnerships as long-term partnerships, as building relationships with these organizations and starting to understand how what God has put on their heart and supporting their vision for what um, they are doing in their context. So I'm going to invite Kate Wilson and Toby Zerner and Brendan Singdeo, who is here with us from Chosen Servant Ministry. Why don't we give it up for them as they come up this morning? <laughs> All right. Wherever you like. <laughs> Wherever's comfy. <laughs> Take a spot. And we, we, we frame up Beyond Northside as almost going on a local and a national and an international journey. And we're very intentional about that because we don't want to overlook the national piece because that's a critical part for us. But we're going to start locally. Sounds good? Uh, I think so too. <laughs> Kate, you've been a part of Caring Beyond, um, which is a ministry at Alexander Campbell House up there. And we're going to see a few photos come up on the screens to give you a bit of an understanding. Because we often, you might hear these in announcements, but sometimes you might be going, yeah, but what, else, what really happens? And that's why I'm keen to hear from you, Kate, who are the community that we partner with and why are we a part of them, that community? 
Um, well, the community is a bunch of beautiful older people, as you see on the screen here, who have uh, lived an enriched and fulfilling life, but are in the twilight phase of their life. They have so much to offer in regards to conversation. However, they are really limited with mobility, um, physical confidence and also physical um, ailments. So it must be really hard to be in this phase of life where in the past you were able to have so much more control and able to have the freedom to make that cho like choices and whereas now there's so much that restricts them um, and hold them back that they can't live life the way they used to. So, yeah, beautiful people. Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> and what is it that we're doing there in that community at the moment? Um, well, our job at Alexander Campbell House is simple. All we do is basically just go and chat to the residents. Um, we also have opportunities where we go and take them for walks and we just go and visit them if they're bed-bound. But basically all it is is going to chat with residents. Um, there's a team of six of us now, um, plus my two kids, which is fantastic. And we're able to go and chat with the residents in the communal area as well as go visit them in their rooms and also the other houses on the property. Um, there is one lady, Judy, who was in the first slide, the one standing behind, who we've known for five years now. Um, she's loved watching my kids grow up. She's knitting them beanies every winter. Hugo's left his garbage trucks and cars there once before, so she held on to them and made sure she gave them at the next visit. And also my kids, have, or Hugo, um, has used her walker in learning how to walk. Um, <laughs> she also has a memory, which is absolutely incredible. Um, however, physical disability holds her back from getting out at all. So, um, yeah, really feel that, really blessed to be able to go and visit her um, every time. Yeah, wow. What a privilege to see beyond what we might originally see and to dig a little deeper. And five years of knowing that lady and building that relationship and knowing your kids. And that's so special, that longevity of, um, yeah, sewing into those relationships. And what about, I mean, you've touched a little bit on what that has meant for you personally and how that's impacted your children and that little partnership. But what about um, being involved in that community? What has that meant for you personally? Well, um, this ministry has blessed me enormously. It's such a privilege to be able to be allowed into these residents' lives. I know that we bring them joy and blessing and a break from their normal. However, they do a lot more for us. Um, my grandma is also in her twilight phase as well, and we have a really close relationship. And often, like my grandma and I discuss those hardships of that she has with um, becoming older, um, compared to just even 5, 10 or 20 years earlier. So I can only just begin to appreciate what our visits mean to these people and who struggle to get out and just have connection and normal conversation with other people. Mm, how cool is that? Just to be a bit of a ray of sunshine or a bit of a gleam of hope in, into their lives and support them through that. That's so cool. What about, um, as you say, you've got a smaller team at the moment. Um, where do you see this going? What, what would happen if you had a whole army of people? What more could you be doing? <laughs> well, the opportunities are endless. So our team has just tripled recently in size from two to six, which is very, very exciting. <laughs> um, what I would love to be doing in this ministry is doing it on a fortnightly basis instead of monthly. So at the moment we come every month, but I think the ministry would definitely benefit from fortnightly. Um, and then we can also take it in turns as to who visits. Um, also like, like to utilise people's skills and talents and do creative things. Um, as for what, I'm not sure because I'm not creative in the slightest. So or, or, like open to suggestions there. Um, but even do performing songs for Christmas, handing out gifts. Um, so there's just a lot of opportunities and possibilities there. Sure are. I know that we often, a couple of times a year, put some little gifts together from the kids. They made some chickens for them for Easter last year and send those off with them too. But there is so much potential and so many opportunities to continue to build those relationships with those people who are so vital, so vital in our community. Um, such a privilege to be a part of that and not overlook that opportunity. So thank you, Kate. 
Now we're going to shift from caring beyond to glebe, the other side of the bridge. <laughs> We've been involved in glebe for quite a while now. How many years exactly is it, Toby? Uh, it's, I think it's pretty close to six years now, I think. Um, wow. If not, definitely five, probably six now. That's so cool. And um, how would you describe the demographic and the context of the community that we work with there? Uh, it's definitely a housing commission area. Um, a lot of the people there are you know, isolated, live by themselves, um, probably in their, I'd describe as post-prime years of their life, um, you know, in the, yeah, older, older-ish bracket. Um, but most of them generally have either a, um, I guess, an emotional um, a need or a, a physical need that prevents them from either looking after themselves full-time or being able to get out and do, you know, gardening work. Um, most, yeah, most of the people would be in that sort of similar situation where they, even though they live in a housing commission area like Glebe, which isn't huge, um, it's probably a few blocks worth just behind Glebe Point Road, um, most of them don't have a crossover in terms of knowing each other. They, typical Sydney siders, don't really know their neighbours that much and don't venture out to meet each other. So that's what um, the monthly barbecues that we help run at the op shop provide is a chance for them to build community, to meet each other, to... Um, give them a sense of belonging in that sense. Mm, that's cool, creating a bit of a context for them to get to know each other. And as we just said, we've been involved there for a number of years, but Glebe have been through a few different changes in the last couple of years. Um, but what I love is that regardless of all those organisational shifts, that we've remained constant in our mm. support. And what do you think that's been about? Why have, we, why have we stuck it out or perhaps how have we remained a part of that community? Yeah, well, I guess at the beginning, like, um, you know, James Kennedy was um, the one that was championing this from the very beginning, and it was about um, just coming alongside someone that's an organisation that's already doing something, so we didn't have to start from scratch and, you know, gain momentum. It was already partnering with someone that had started something. So it was about coming alongside Glebe, um, who was part of... Um, well, um, was uh, Hope Street, Hope Street yeah. at the time, um, and they suggested that we go and help out the Glebe guys, and that's just exactly what we did. Julie and Laurie, you can see Laurie up there at the back with the hat on with the glasses. Um, he runs the barbecues, and we just help him out. Um, and, yeah, it's about just um, no matter what in terms of leadership stuff is going on, we're just there to partner with them, you know, to just be there for the for the people, really. Like, it's um, mm. beyond the politics or the leadership changes. It's um, about coming alongside the people that just can't help themselves as much as what we, they can mm. or like to and, um, you know, doing what we can for them, whether it be gardening, whether it be spending time with them in their house, just, you know, talking to them as well, similar to what Kate and the team do, or whether it's um, helping and encouraging them to get to the back of the op shop where we run the barbecues and they can then start to have a feed and to meet each other, people that are in their community that they may not know and just um, love them and, like... Um, yeah, I was thinking about this this morning about in Galatians 5, it says, you know, serve one another humbly um, for the entire law is filled in keeping this one command, love your neighbour as yourself. So it's a double-edged sword of like serving, we're called to serve and this is an opportunity to serve people that are less fortunate than us, but it's all also about just loving um, your neighbour who you may not know, but that's no excuse, you know, like um, that's what the beauty of the long-term relationship is that we've been there for so long that um, people start to open up their homes and themselves more often now because we've been so consistent over the years. We haven't just come in and tried to run our own program. We've partnered with um, Heart of Glebe and we've you know, journeyed with them through a number of years now. And we've seen a change, particularly one woman in particular, that uh, I think her name's Kerry, who when we first went, um, she had... We, 
there was an issue with, with men in her life in general, and I'm not sure exactly the situation behind it, but um, we couldn't go there to her house and do a gardening without a female present. And um, Julie would come to us uh, with us and would do the gardening, and Julie would sit with Kerry for a while, and then would go back and you know, Kerry wouldn't come out the house, she wouldn't say hello, she wouldn't engage in any way, shape or form. And now, um, only I think it was about 12 months ago, she started coming to the barbecue, so she's meeting more people now. And just through that, consistently, every time that we go, we just, you know, love her, do something practical for her to say hello, not be threatening or trying to instigate, you know, institute a program into her life or whatever it is, it's just partnering with her, journeying with her. And um, now, like even last month or the month before, she was just walking up the road to go to the barbecue and knew we were coming, but she was quite happy for us just to, trusting us to go to her house, knew that we'd do the garden and then we'd come back to the barbecue. And it's got to that point now where the relationship has developed so much that she's, yeah, really come out of her shell, actually physically come out of her house, which is great, and is meeting more people in the community. Wow, I love that. I love that too because that's one of the privileges of sticking with one thing over a period of time, right? You start to see that growth and, and those changes and we all know in our own lives that relationships take time and take investment and as we start to invest in those, we start to see some of those opportunities and that real connection. That's yeah, and that was, that was one of the challenges too is like you kind of, I know, tend to be wired to get results quicker mm-hmm. and you want us to see come on, come out and you know, we're going to have a great barbecue, it's great weather, come out. And a lot of people just say no every single time, but it's about being consistent and then, you know, it's a slow burn. So it's like just each time just keep loving them, keep doing something for them, not out of, you know, an agenda, but just because mm. you want to see their lives improved, I guess, and, and mm. see them come to love the community that they're in. So that we're there once a month, but if they can then connect with one other person each time, they start to feel a bit more mm. part of something that's, you know, beyond themselves. Mm. That's so cool. That's so cool. And um, what about if you were surrounded by a whole lot more people that wanted to be involved in Glebe? Because I love this. It's so much more than just a barbecue, right? As we've just heard, so much more than just gardening. There's the relationships that are built over time. What more could happen in that community? And I love what you touched on is that we're there to support what they're doing. We're not here to run a whole program that we feel like we should be running. We're there to support what the organisation are doing, and that's a key theme through all of our partnerships. But, yeah, how do you see we could explore a little more in in that area? Definitely with a bigger team. We could obviously do more gardens um, on, on a Saturday afternoon, so it runs from 9.30 to 1.30. We could obviously cover more gardens, more, more areas. Um, we could sort of perhaps branch out into similar to the stuff Kate's doing with sitting in with people in their houses that can't physically get out and spend time with them perhaps. But um, I know that also beyond what we do on a Saturday, uh, the last Saturday of every month, is that during the week they have a, um, a team that go and sit with some of the kids in the in the community and help them with their homework. So there's other programs that are going on that we could perhaps partner with as well. And then there's like the fire station cafe, which is run every week and you could perhaps send volunteers to that. So beyond just the Saturday side of things, we could perhaps venture out into more midweek stuff and get involved in some of the other side of things that are going on. Mm, cool. Did you know all of that? <laughs> Do you feel like you're discovering new things that, that are happening in these partnerships? And that's what I love about this opportunity now. That yeah, that's what I'd encourage people that think, oh, I'm not much of a Jamie Jury or a Don Burke style gardener. <laughs> like, you don't have to be. We can, we can equip all of us to do whatever is in, in our hand, you know, and we, there's needs there we don't yet tap into. And, you know, you may, not, may see something that you're passionate about in a community that doesn't yet have that. So, by all means, mm. pray about it and then come and see James or myself and we'll see if we can partner with these guys. That's awesome. Thank you, Toby. And if that's our local little nutshell, (laughs) to then shift to our national, 
And um, you've heard a bit about Bathurst and the partnership we have at Bathurst Church of Christ and some photos. And we have a team that go up there a couple of times a year and they're actually meeting this afternoon to prepare another trip later on this year. And um, they partner with Bathurst Church of Christ and a number of the congregation are in that photo there. And Head out and on a Friday night, um, they run a drop-in centre with um, a whole lot of youth and a lot of them are Indigenous kids and Again, this is, I'm excited about this because this is a new initiative and we're sort of two years in and just starting to get to know the people and just starting to build those relationships, which is exciting to hear stories of five years on and see the impact of those relationships that have emerged. And um, yeah, that's been a real privilege and we haven't got people here to share a bit more about that this morning, but um, we're going to hear a bit more about that in the weeks ahead because um, it's really cool to see um, those relationships that are developing and a lot of the practical ways that we're able to support that church as well, because they are a smaller church. But to shift to the international, we're very privileged to have the one and only Brendan Singjao here with us this morning from Chosen Servant Ministries. Great to be here today, Sarah. Thank you very much. I really like this chair. It's better than the last one. Good. <laughs> you crack me up every time. <laughs> and um, we haven't talked a lot about Madagascar this year. And a few people, I've had great conversations with people who are a bit more interested in what's happening, what are we doing? You know, we haven't taken a team this year. Are we still partnering? Are are the kids still being sponsored? You know, all these questions. And that's been really exciting. A few months ago, we updated um, where our extra money went on the Northside News. And I can provide you with more information if you didn't get that um, communication. Um, but I, I guess from our side, and we need you to know from the teen side, that nothing's changed from where we stand in our partnership with CSM. I guess it's just been one of those years of transition, of settling in, and um, we haven't taken a team this year. Um, but we have still got an incredible partnership with Brendan and with CSM. And um, usually, in fact, I think it's about a year ago that the team got back from Madagascar last year, which is crazy timing to think about. And one of the things I love about when the teams come back is we have an update. It's like, what's been happening this year? What's God doing? What, what's been growing and how, how have things been happening in Madagascar? So Brendan, given that we don't have a team to update us, you've been over this year. Um, keen to hear a, a few key things from you as to what's changed this year, what's grown, and how's God been moving over in Madagascar? This year. Yeah, well, I just have to say that um, our, yeah, our partnership with Northside has just been um, so wonderful. When I think of how we started CSM um, seven or eight years ago, and um, I was sitting outside talking to God, uh, how am I going to do this vision on $50 a month, which I was getting, and um, now we're, we're getting more than $100,000 a year in support, and we're just able to do so much more, and um, I th- Northside has just made us uh, so much more uh, efficient and professional and um, helped us do uh, so much more reaching into um, lives and just changing people um, and helping uh, the, the really struggling um, mothers on the street. Uh, we've got so many different mums that, are, that are, have come off the street and are working for us now. Um, we've got uh, lots of dads that are, um, that are working, doing construction work on our youth centre and a bunch of other programs we've got. Um, yeah, we've we've just got heaps of different things happening. We've got a, a beautiful truck that um, Northside was uh, purchased for us, and um, we've got uh, a bus. We've got what else? We've got a motorbike. Um, we're just uh, we're on fire. We've got so much stuff going on, <laughs> and um, yeah, we've been able to just reach so many more people. Uh, this year, we've uh, had emer- our emergency relief funds been able to to help uh, children that have 
needed emergency surgery. We've uh, had one of our little girls, um, you know, Vwangi. I think a bunch of the volunteers know Vwangi. She she had a baby and, and named her baby Sarah after Sarah when, when Sarah was there one day. And um, anyway, two of her kids have uh, just come down with uh, epilepsy, and uh, so we've we've really been struggling to to pay for all of that. But our emergency relief fund's been able to just help them through that all and pay for some of the costs with that. And um, yeah, we've just got a massive team now. Our staff we've just been training up everyone to um, to be sent out to, to to set up other programs and just reach out to more people. Uh, we've got our living centre in the capital city. We've got four, 40 children there at the moment that we're sponsoring uh, every morning to um, have food before school, and almost every one of them um, passed their their exams this year because we provide after school study and. And we have all different classes in there. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you so keep cool. asking. so cool. And I just want to stop on that because that's so significant. Like, you've seen those photos of the complex and the slum, and those are the children that we're talking about. And those are the children that have not had schooling and have not had that investment into their lives. And that is so incredible to see them have that opportunity, but also to be passing and to do mm. doing so well in the investment yeah. of that. So that's really yeah. cool to hear. And we sponsor about 60 kids into yeah. school, and some of those kids are the ones that have breakfast um, there each week. So that's a real, yeah. really cool to and hear. I, I think almost every single one of them um, passed their exams. Uh, we, would, we were just giving them, uh, sponsoring their schooling before, but now we're giving them breakfast as well, and they're, they're all just... <laughs> passing their exams now, mm. so they're doing great. Yeah. Awesome. So critical to have our breakfast before we yeah. learn. <laughs> um, what about the youth centre, Brendan? We've um, invested in that and we've seen little updates coming through. How's that tracking along? Um, Malagasy construction is, is a lot different uh, to Australia. <laughs> so we're a little bit behind. Uh, every single brick, you have to cut it. Every single brick, you've got to cut it to shape and then you put it in. So all the brickwork's done, all the... Um, We've got the formwork all up on the on the roof, um, and we're about to pour uh, the um, the concrete. We've, we're just doing finishing up all the steel tying for the roof, and um, I'll, I'll talk to Mark. He can do some calculations for me of how long <laughs> it'll take for us to pour that. But um, I, I think yeah, the staff are saying about two months. But it's the rainy season into in in the next few, little while, so um, we've got to get it done as soon as possible. Um, we're aiming to get it done really quick, but. I, I'm not promising anything. I think <laughs> I think it's going to be. We're aiming the next year. In, yeah. the, in the next few months, we'll, yeah. we'll try and get it done. But yeah. it's looking good, and awesome. it, and we've already started running um, youth centre programs uh, on on our basketball court. We've got lots of classes, sewing classes with um, money you guys donated, and um, um, so we've got heaps of sewing machines there, and um, we're just yeah. We're just um, training up lots of mums and stuff like that to start their own business and, and things like that. So that's really cool. Yeah. Such a classic example to us in the Western world of you know we know that things take a lot longer than what we think, but on another whole level, when you're you know cutting bricks from scratch and pouring everything, and you can see the scaffolding there made out of tree branches and things like that. But we're excited for what that's going to mean for that community um, and for how that's going to transform those people's lives as an opportunity to to do so much more that they could never have done before. So that's really cool. Um, what about um, what's on the horizon for CSM? I know um, Sam and Brendan and I are catching up in a couple of weeks to hear what's, what's coming up and how we can continue to partner together. What's, what's on the horizon for you in the year ahead? Um, well, over the last um, year, um, we've, we've just had so many wonderful people come alongside us and, um, and just, um, see, I'm not very professional. I've got a lot of professional people alongside me. Just I just carry the vision and they're, they're, they're 
helping me get there. And, um, but God's leading me with the vision as well. But anyway, um, we just want to do what we're doing uh, better. And we want to help more people. We want to get more kids in school, uh, more mamas off the street. Uh, we want to uh, provide more jobs for, uh, for, for men. And uh, we just want to uh, help more people in emergency situations. Um, we want to finish the youth centre and get that up and running uh, and just blessing that community. And uh, then we want to keep training up more stuff so we can um, send them out uh, with a system like this. This program, if you go to Ambudanirana now, um, where we've set up this program in Swavanandrina, um, it's completely different to how it was um, five years ago. I think you went the first time, five years yeah, ago yeah. maybe. Yeah. And um, it's completely different. It's transformed because we've had a bunch of you guys with, with skills and talents and gifts come over and teach things. And we've, we've been able to... Um, see a lot of changes um, in a good way, a lot of development and things like that. So it's um, it's positive. So we want to just set up these sort of programs in different parts of the country and um, just just be a hub and a blessing in in those parts and just see transformation in people's lives. Um, yeah, That's we so want to cool. see more people um, come to know Jesus um, through it all as well. Mm. So. That's yeah. so cool. Certainly an incredible impact that they're having mm. over there in Madagascar. And what a privilege it is for us as a church to be a part of that. And um, Brendan's got a table out in the foyer with a few different things that you can have a look at and help support that organisation. And I'm sure he's available to talk more afterwards as well. But is that cool? Do you feel like you're a bit updated? <laughs> like you know a bit more and you know a bit more details about what's happening and all these different partnerships and what they represent. I think that's really that's a really cool opportunity for us as a congregation because as I said earlier, these people and so many more go out on our behalf and we're a part of that too and they're Northsiders and we're a part of Northside and so it's a privilege to be on that journey together. Um, but as I said earlier, I love the opportunity that um, we can jump in with people who are, other, who are passionate about the same things that we are too, but also step into something new that we might have never thought we've been, we would ever jump into. <laughs> and so I'd encourage you, if there's something that's popped into your mind or your heart as you've been listening and um, learning about all of this, to encourage you to pray through that and come and talk to us. And if there's something that God's wanting you to step into, we would love to help you be a part of that. And there's a sign-up sheet at the information desk, or you can come and talk to any of us, and we'd love to connect you in. But I'm going to pray. And then um, we'll thank our wonderful guests. Why don't we pray together? Dear Father, we just thank you that you're such an incredibly loving God. Um, and we thank you that nothing goes beneath your radar, that every single person on this planet is totally noticed by you. Um, and even though circumstances and life situation might not feel that way, we thank you that you see them and you see every person. And God, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity that it is for us as a church to step into those situations where we could easily go past them unnoticed. But God, we thank you that we have an opportunity to shine your love and your hope and your light into these people's lives, to journey alongside them over years, to humbly serve and to see you at work in their lives as, as they discover more of you and a light switches on and something in them is awakened to the, to the knowledge that you are there and that we can just be your hands and your feet in those situations, your fireflies. So God, help us to go into this week, whether that's in our everyday worlds or discovering something new as part of a Beyond Northside North initiative. Help us to go forward with the passion and the desire to, to step into this world and to show your light and your love into all that we encounter. And we just thank you for that in your most mighty and powerful name. Amen.
Well, why don't you join me in giving it up and thanking these wonderful people for sharing with us this morning. Thanks.